on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Welcome to High Tide. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. And Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin. One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as tins go rusty This boyhood story had to end And a very good morning, everybody. Welcome along to your Saturday. It's six minutes after four. This is the High Tide program, another program jam-packed full of information for you coming up shortly. We'll catch up with Ross O'Brien and find out what's happening down at the South Coast. We'll check in with uh, Brad Ekman up there at Lake Macquarie, and Bobby Dean will be along as well, the second hour of the program. We'll be heading off to Marine Rescue and finding out how things are going in their very little busy world at the moment. And PJ will be along just after 6 this morning. No Kieran Riki today. Unfortunately, he is on the sick list. Alan Blake, will we survive? I think so. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, Kieran didn't sound good yesterday. I got a head cold, nothing major, but I think it just sounded like he was um, about 50% with us and 50% not. That mm. sounds the best way to say it. Half dead, doesn't it? <laughs> as long as it's just the flu with uh, the COVID going around. No, no, again. it wasn't. It was just the flu. There was no problems. That's he had it checked out. Good to But hear. no, good morning, everyone. Uh, nice week out there. Bit of news in the marine industry going on, which is good. We'll go through that during the morning. Mm. Some too. good, some interesting. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's always interesting, but um, when you get one of the players by one of the electric outboard companies, it kind of shows you something's <laughs> happening or something's going on. But. Uh, I still don't know how you're going to go with lithium batteries in boats. Yeah. Well, well, really, doesn't it increase your insurance costs anyway if you've got lithium on board? <laughs> I think so. But don't you remember being at high school and playing with lithium in the beaker with a bit of water mm. type of thing and see the results? Yeah. That's what happens. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not if you're on board a boat that happens. Well, the, it's funny. Like this is this is not based on any science. This is just based on um, the things that I've I've seen and read. Uh, particularly on, on sailboats, they tend to catch fire for two reasons, gas problems and lithium. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the two biggies, right? Yeah. Now, being an auto electrician and being able to work on 12 volts, I could convert mine from AMG to lithium like that. I even, don't even have to change the regulator. I've got a regulator that will do both AMG and, and lithium. Yeah. However, my research ten, tended to suggest to me is, one, it's going to put your insurance costs up a little bit so you know you might be saving in one area but you're going to lose in another area second thing is i don't need it yeah well else the cost factor of lithium too mm. is very high and normally you need a different charger like you've, you've already got a different um, charger but if you can't just go throwing a, a lithium battery in and just oh the charge system's fine and the old charger got in the corner that'll do the job no and unfortunately no names no pack drill but i know of a gentleman who um uh, bought a bought a yacht. He was planning on living on on it in his retirement age, and he decided, okay, I'll put some solar on it and sort that out. Didn't put a regulator on it. Oops. And uh, the the fire brigade spent a fair bit of time trying to put that one out. Yes. Yeah. That's the problem you have. And unfortunately for him, he'd toasted a whole heap of money. Yes. Yeah. Now you got to be very careful with that. It's. Um the aviation industry, they're very iffy on lithium batteries as well because fires as well. So uh, as soon as you get water in it or you mm. get a crack or something like that, it opens it up the atmosphere. It's, uh, yeah. Hopefully, bring on sodium ion. Yes, sooner the better. Sooner the better. The battery technology is getting better and better. And, uh, you know, like we were just chatting off air about, you know, the electric outboards. Yes. And I, I want to see personally what sort of range they're going to get out of it. Are they going to be using lithium batteries in them? Well, at the moment, they don't really have a, a great deal of choice. Um, how are we going to recharge them? How much is that going to... There's a whole heap of questions. The thing is, I'm not actually against, <clears throat> like, you know, I know PJ is and, and other people are, particularly with regards to electric vehicles. I actually think, okay, they they may not be uh, the best alternative to, to diesel and fossil fuels, right, or fossil fuels. However, 
it's a step in the right direction. And eventually the technology will take over to do it. Yeah. But you've got to be a bit re- a bit circumspect with it Absolutely. until that happens. But don't forget, when Henry Ford first invented the Ford and started mass producing it, there were countries that wanted to ban it because they wouldn't stop when you put your foot on the brake. Yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be an evolutionary process. And nowadays, they're still one of the world's biggest you know, um, car companies. So... That's interesting. Yeah. Although they're having trouble. I read an article, um, GMH and Ford are having trouble selling electric vehicles. Yes. People don't want them. Well, they <laughs> don't want theirs. There's more to the point. Toyota don't seem to have a problem. Yeah. Tesla don't seem to have a problem. So well, With the outboard world, E-Fusion has been around now for 10 or 12 years. And I remember Campion had one in the five and a half metre ski boat uh, a few years ago. And it was good, but, you know, get three or three and a half hours out of it. Hmm. Um, and then you'd have to charge it for three hours. Yeah. Well, if you're out for the day, you don't want to go for three hours and have the next three hours in the bank. Well, see, like, I would love an electric outboard for my dinghy, uh, primarily because the, the outboard I've got, which weighs 25 kilos, at 50, what am I, 57 years of age, lifting that up and carrying hang that on, up the hang boat. On, hang on, how much do you think an electric outboard weighs with a battery? I've seen them at about 14 kilos. Yes, okay. I'll give you an idea. Mercury puts out that Avatar. Yeah. Right? Which is, they call it a 7.5. It's actually 3.5 horsepower, but it's 7.5 a kilowatt. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it sound like 7.5 horsepower. And it'll run one hour full throttle on a battery. Yeah. And they say, look, it's much better because you can have a spare battery which weighs less than a spare tank of fuel. Hang on, spare tank of fuel for a three and a half horsepower. Well, the average fuel tank is 22 litres, which weighs 16 kilos. And this, you know, 18 kilos, these are only 16 kilos. Well, a 3.5 outboard in a four-stroke or a two-stroke has a one-litre fuel tank, yeah. not a 22-litre fuel tank. Yeah. So the battery is 16 kilos. Yeah. Just the battery. Hmm. Well, the, 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 the ones I was looking at have the, the battery included on the, on the motor. I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't have an hour oh, running time. Lift out. Yeah, that's yeah. just a lift-out yeah. type of thing, yeah. But the battery on those Mercury Avatars, I'm yeah. sure it weighed 16 kilos, just yeah. the battery. Well, see, I, I would do it for weight because it's easier for me to get the outboard on you, and off the motor. Then you but need to have a charging system on the boat if you're going to use it to have two batteries. And what's the cost of two batteries? Well, would you need two? Would well, I need two? Depends. If, if you're going away a long distance type of thing, if you've got a charge circuit on the boat, good. If you don't have a charge well, circuit, well, I'd have a charge circuit on the boat because electricity is touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's just it's working it out, working out what your needs are. But there's good points for them. Absolutely, and bad points for absolutely, them. and it all comes down to your individual preference and how you can make it work for you. Hmm. You know, I I don't you know unlike some of the with particularly with electronic cars. Uh, the people you see on Facebook, it's like tomorrow that they're going to ban the, you know, the, the Holden Commodore. It's not going to happen. No. You know, or the Chevrolet <laughs> nowadays or whatever. You know, uh, those things aren't going to happen, but people like to get on their panic But you, you go one step further. Um, people tend, to, especially yachties, not picking on them, but they tend to... Well, that would be a change. <laughs> they tend to neglect their tender motors. Yes. Right? Which, because that's to forget that I'll use whatever I want. If you're doing that with electric, with a lithium battery... That will end in tears. Yes, yeah. Tell me this. Speaking of that, I neglect my motor, right? Yes. Because after every time you use it, you know, you flush it out. And and if you go – I'm sure if people went into Blake's Marine and they bought an outboard motor, you'd be saying – I cannot emphasise enough. Flush it after you use it. What do you do when you're out there for two weeks? How do you flush it? If you're using it all the time, you don't have to flush it. Oh. Okay, what what causes – in the aluminium, in the outboard, what causes oxidisation and corrosion? Air, air and salt. And salt being left there unattended, not being used. If you're using it every couple of days, and it's flushing the system, it's not getting a chance to build up. So corrosion. I don't need to panic. No, that's right. See, you see why I wanted to work on this program. I, think I've, I brought in some stuff today to talk about boats with uh, oxidisation on paintwork. Because that's a good one. I look forward to this. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll head up to Lake Macquarie. It's been a busy week up there, too. We'll see uh, what Brad's got to tell us. This is High Tide. It's 14 minutes after four. 13-12-69. Talking sport. This is 2SM. 20 years ago, we started talking sport. I suppose we've got to say Happy New Year, but you're going to get sick of hearing that. Yet in time, it was clear that what you love would dominate the hours of air we occupy. Five 
days a week. Welcome back. I'm sitting in the shed celebrating a birthday, not mine, but your 21st. So how good's that? Excellent. Yeah, no, the afternoon's not the same when you are here, that's for sure. You will still receive the passion we have for our games and your calls and those texts. Boys, great to have you back where it's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. Good <laughs> you, Pat. Well, you took your sweet time getting back. I mean, five weeks oh. is one-tenth of a year. Has that ever occurred to you? That's okay, mate. The most important thing is, thank God you're back. Happy New Year. 21 years on, it's great to be back. Talking Sport. Weekdays from three. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com. You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. In a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motor car. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. Nothing says Aussie summer like an ice-cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine and your mates. Bundaberg Ginger Beer is a true blue brew, a quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger and a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew, Bundaberg Ginger Beer. Why don't you take your taste buds on a chocolate holiday with the irresistible chocolates from Byron Bay Chocolate Company? A local success story, the family-run factory produces spectacular chocolates to match our spectacular region. Locally sourced nuts, fruits and berries are lovingly coated in the finest chocolate to create these gourmet products that leave you wanting more. Treat yourself this holiday season. Try their world-famous Moon Macadamias. Look for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outlets. This is Radio 2SM On 2SM and the Super Radio Network You're listening to High Tide Brought to you by Blake's Marine Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au And Shimano, tomorrow's tackle today and we will check out some of the range of Blake's Marine for you a little bit later on in the program. Weather-wise, though, if you're heading out Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay, look this way. East uh, to northeasterly, 10 to 15 knots tending. North to northeasterly, 15 to 20 knots during the afternoon. Then the evening seas below 0.5 of a metre. For coastal waters, uh, from Broken Bay to Port Hacking, this is. Easterly below 10 knots tending. Northeasterly, 15 to 20 knots in the early morning. Seas below 1 metre, increasing to 1 to 1. 1.5 during the afternoon. The swell will be southerly, 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to around 1 metre during the afternoon. Partly cloudy is the overall look. Kieran, what about the tide? Oh, yeah, you're not, yeah, uh, yeah, you could be Kieran. I could be Kieran. Give me your best Kieran impersonation. Uh, uh, oh, uh, don't, uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just do it as Blake. Yeah, 444, 1.6 metres is a high. 1127.62, the low. 17.15, or quarter past five this evening, 1.21. And 11 o'clock tonight, 0.61 is a low. Somebody who's just about to make their way out offshore today, slightly north of uh, of Pittwater. Heading for the 6am bridge opening at Swansea. You picked it in one. There you go. Brad Ekman, good morning. Good morning, Grant. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, we're good. How's the fishing been up in Lake Macquarie? Yeah, pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's been, yeah, been a pretty good week this week. It has, that's for sure. So the lake's been on fire. There's a heap of um, mulloway being caught. A lot of them are a little bit small, but there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of nice ones still, and some nice little uh, snappers, and the tailor and the whiting in the channel, and a few flathead and brim. So it's all sort of happening, and the um, the squid are sort of coming on pretty good now as well in the lake. So nice, good, pretty good at the moment. 
It sounds like a bit of fun. You do much fishing offshore or in the lake this week? Uh, being offshore, just on the inshore reef, and there's a lot more um, bonito and a few kingfish and, yeah, just the um, normal reef fishes, uh, you know, the tragman and a few snappers and some really good quality marbled flathead and blue spot flatheads and moeys and nanny guys and all that sort of stuff anyway, so pretty easy to get a feed at the moment, that's for sure. How's the water temperature up there? Yeah, it's good. It's around the 23. Nice. There's sort of lots of bait fish. It's sort of um, yeah, beautiful at the moment. It is. So, yeah, it's all, it's all quite good at the moment, that's for sure. Okay. No, it sounds yeah, good. I'm loving it. Yeah. Okay. Have you got many spots available if someone wants to book with uh, Renegade Blue Water Charters? Yeah, the midweek ones are a bit more sort of available at the moment, and uh, the weekends are pretty sort of full, but... um. Yeah, you know, things happen and change all the time, but yeah, the midweek ones are the good, are the go, and um, well, that's traffic out there as well, which is even better, I think. Do you do split charters? Yeah, yeah, we do share charters, yeah, so it might be a, you know, a father and son want to join in with another crew, and yeah, that's no dramas at all. Half okay. days and full days and all those sorts of things? Yeah, 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 we sort it out and sort of... Yeah, we, you know, if they want to go out for six hours or eight hours or ten hours, you know, whatever they like, really, so... I'm waiting for, I'm actually waiting for Brad to send me a little envelope uh, full of, you know, some sort of uh, bad chemical because I know one of his favourite fishing spots because he was out there fishing as I passed him. So I <laughs> marked it on the GPS knowing full well that... No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Um, <clears throat> it's such a beautiful area out there. You know, to go offshore there, um, even just from a scenic point of view, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's a good ride and a beautiful view. That's just all. It's a pretty part of the coast. It is. That's yeah, no doubt about that. You know, if you if you're going fishing and it's not overly, they're not overly biting too much. It can be quite a relaxing day. But uh, you seem to know where to find them, which seems to work. So if people want to book with Renegade, how do they do it? Uh, they can just give us a buzz on zero four three seven three eight nine oh nine seven, or just send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram pages. You're okay. you're a legend. Thank you, Brad. You have a great day out there, and I hope you catch plenty of fish. I try our best. Thank you very much. Okay, Brad. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Brad Ekman, Renegade Blue Water Charters. He sounds like a good operator up there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And and when you, uh, I suppose the as you know from being in business, when you're getting repeat business, yes, means you're doing something. Yeah, well, right. we're, we're getting um, younger people come in now and buy boats off us, and we service their boats. And yeah, you sold my grandfather a boat and my yeah. father a boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the guy at our coffee shop buy a boat from you or somebody in his family or or something like that, you know? It's a small world, but a good one. It is 23 minutes after four on the other side of this break. We're going to head down the south coast and catch up with Ross O'Brien. Summer Nights has Sydney talking. So there's Donald Trump back in the news again, polarising person. He really is. His streaks are heading the polls, and yet there are so many people who dislike him with with a great intensity. 2SM has Sydney talking. Oh, what a day. We've had fires, we've had floods, and volcano eruption in Iceland. Well, it's going to go anyway. Iceland's probably a good spot. It's going to be cooler over there, isn't it? I suppose some people would say that's all our own fault. Summer Nights. Airbnb getting the 15 million dollar I was actually victim to this. Wow. Potential for compensation. So I tell you what, I'm hanging out for my compensation if I can try and claw back some money. You know how it is. I do know. This is 2SN. Mid-North Coast had those massive floods and wiped out so many homes, especially around Lismore and that area. And I'm feeling very sorry for most of those people who are still not home. 2SN. Has Sydney talking. Conferences and corporate golf days that will really impress your guests are half of the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Not one, not two, but three functional conference spaces and a contemporary clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green. Make Twin Creeks your ideal conference or corporate golf day venue. To find out more, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks helpful function staff on 9670 Double eight. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kid Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone 
and bushfire flame zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the PAL Kit Homes way, you go to PAL, that's P-A-L-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone PAL on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. Introducing the 2023 World Performance Car of the Year, the Kia EV6 GT. 430 kilowatts of power and 740 newton metres of torque. With its unique Australian-tuned GT suspension and steering, the Kia EV6 exceeds all expectations. The Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever built. Kia, movement that inspires. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 26 minutes after four, I always get a big smile on my face when I'm travelling into work to do high tide and I see boats sitting by the side of the road, owners just waiting for the sun to get a little bit closer to coming up in the sky and they're ready to go out and go fishing. But where can we go if you're heading down the south coast? Alan, can you point us in the right direction? Well, let's go down the south coast and find out what Captain Roscoe's been up to and where the fish are biting. Morning, Ross. G'day, mate. G'day, listeners. How's it going up in Sydney, mate? Does he stop raining? It's sun shining. Well, it will in an hour or two, but it was shining yesterday afternoon when it went down, so I hope it will be again this morning. Yeah, well, we're the same, mate. Uh, it's looking real promising this morning. Um, if it stays like this, the boys are going to get a beautiful day. Um, what? The, yeah, last uh, week um, I spoke to you about a bloke of Blake's Marine. Yes, uh, which is Shell Cave Marina, yep. Yeah. yeah, and I've got to tell you, one of my old crews went out with a charter boat from there, yeah. and they succeeded in a 150-kilo marlin in 100 fathoms. Good. Well done. Yeah, well done. so that proves, that proves what I said last week about the marlin being there, but they're a long way out. Obviously, they've come in. So you might not have as far to travel. So I'd be I'd be sticking around 150 and sort of do the flow each way and just see what comes up, or see what's on your on your uh, screen. Um, right. That, that's it's a good starting point. Put it that way. Um, they were about in line with the um, end of where. Seven Mile Beach starts. Okay. Right? But they were out about on 150. So that'll give you a good starting point, like I said. It might be worth a trip. If you're really keen, it might be worth a trip down to the banks. They're going to be a bit closer down there. Um, it's a long trip, though, if you're paying for a, a charla. But for you guys that are normal fishermen, um, it wouldn't be a bad bad idea heading down there today, I think. Um, okay. The, they're, they're bound to still be there. There's, there's plenty of good water around. In close, uh, the usual's been happening, mate, around 50 fathoms. You're getting the big flat end. Um, I haven't heard of any marlins come out of there um, or, or this week anyway. We've got uh, big pigfish in abundance and good sizes too. Um yeah, I've seen a few of them there on Sunday after I spoke to you guys, and they were they were good fish, mate. They were real good fish. So they're around sixties as well as the thirties. So you get a double whammy with them. Um, right. The flathead is still the same. They're just getting bigger and angrier. <laughs> yeah, remember when you're out on sixty fathom, they got teeth. All right. Don't go sticking your thumb in its mouth and holding its gin, or you'll get you'll lose your thumb. Anyway, um, 
when the boys went out there at first, they had a lot of stuff breaking the surface. I don't know. They couldn't tell me what it was. But uh, uh, has anyone been getting Benito up and down the coast? Yeah, there's been a few reports around the place, yeah. Yeah, that's what it could have been then. Not not the plan now. I didn't know anyone on that charter. It was it come from one of the skippers. So um, I'm getting people are telling me what's going on. Uh, I just can't get out there anymore. Unfortunately, I'm I'm chasing at the bit that we go, mate. But also the usual mate along Bombo's been quite good. It's better on in the morning than the afternoon apparently. Um, but just check your tides and, you know, do your two before and two after. Um, Minamara's working. It always is. There's always fish in Minamara. You can get uh, Ludric up the top and work your way down uh, under the train line, mate. The Brimrera is so fun. It's just so much fun because you get a strike and you've got to wind straight away or your gear's gone. You know, they just run straight around the pile and of the railway. Um, so it's it's a ton of fun there. Uh, down further at the entrance, they've been getting the usual flathead uh, snapper, and they've been getting a few pigfish, which I questioned last week, but I was put into a corner, and a bloke showed me a couple of photos. So um, they they are definitely there. Now the lake's been good. Um, they've been getting crabs, they've been getting all sorts of stuff up there. So that'll be worth a trip today. Uh, take a hat and sunscreen. Um, you'll need it. And um, the the other places have been up around uh, Lake Marina up there. The boys have been picking up a lot at the um, old gantry. Uh, they've been getting a few kingies in there, actually. Um, but on the southern side, of Bass Point, right in the corner of um, where the farm um, runs out. They've been getting good fish all along that edge. Now, if there's no no big seas, it's quite safe there. You've got a good escape ledge and everything there. But if you put a put a uh, life jacket on, you'll be a lot better off. Um, that's about it, mate. It's, it's <laughs> all good, all good at the moment, and. Hopefully, uh, everything will be, fall into place today. I'm sure it will, and we'll get an update in the morning. Roscoe? For sure, mate. Yeah, I'll give you a call tomorrow. Or oh, you can ring oh, me. It's cheaper. We'll give you a call. No problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Right those days are gone, aren't they? Paying for phone calls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Roscoe. Talk in the morning. No worries. All the best, okay. people. Right. Oh, he's got to charge you for the phone calls now, is he? Well, remember you used to have to pay per phone call? It wasn't a nice little rot. Yeah, 30 cents or something. Oh, yeah. In... Well, it's even free in the phone boxes now, coming mobile phones. Really? Yeah, didn't you know that? No, I've, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a, a, a phone box in, oh, years. They're not red anymore, Grant. They're a different colour. That's why you <laughs> stop looking for the red ones. But no, it's, a phone box is free now because I think, it was costing them more to maintain them and do the repairs and people breaking in and stealing the money no, out yeah. of them. <laughs> but, you know, it's free for uh, local calls and uh, mobiles in Australia. And there was nothing more frustrating than going up to a public phone box and finding that somebody had grabbed, uh, you know, yeah. a jar full of 20 cents out of it or something. It just And you couldn't use it because of that. But that's a kid you had to walk in and put your finger in and make sure because sometimes you'd find some money in there. Yeah, it was also... The the return. You could also put a bit of cotton on your 20 cent piece and drop it down and pull it back (laughs) (laughs) I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks if you're penny pinching that was the way to make a phone call but if you're penny pinching you don't have to do anything bad to get a stacer at the moment because you guys have been uh, pretty active with pushing your stacers yeah we've got some some good deals on some stacers there's 50 odd boats in stock and uh, there's some great specials on online. Best thing is go to blakesmarine.com.au and look at um, stock packages. And there's good savings to be had on that. We've also got uh, some good stock levels of bar crushes. Um, and if you're on an offshore centre cab, uh, 232 Rabalo, 
And I've got some Stagecrafts. So we've got some good stock there. We're even starting to get a, a couple of North Banks coming through now too, which is good. Mm. But, uh, it's definitely worth having a look, blakesmarine.com.au, or from 8am to 4pm today at One Railway Road North and Mulgrave. And what would you call the Stacer? Uh, would, would that be entry level, intermediate? Oh, no, look, it's, it depends on your needs. We've got some people, you know, they're on their fourth or fifth stage. Stasis, they, yeah. they like that, that product, and that's what they have. So it depends what suits your needs. If you're after a family boat, a cruising boat, a commuter boat, a hardcore fishing boat, well, then you go to a, a bar crusher. So there's different different horses for different courses. Yes. That's the best way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, they're definitely worth having a look at. Um, you'd be surprised how good they are now and what aluminium trailers under most of them. Hmm. And they've got all the bells and whistles. So, uh, yeah, hydraulic steering now in a lot of them. How many, how many people do you think out there would be the type that would go online and they'd take a look and they'd buy the boat then realise, hang on a sec, this is not really what I was after because I need this for this application or this for this application, whereas it would have been better just to go into their local marine dealer and have a chat. Well, this is where we try and chat with them and we ask questions to try and find out what, what their needs are because you don't want to sell someone something that's not going to suit their needs because they're not happy with the boat, they're not happy with the dealer and they're not happy in their boating life. So it's a no-win scenario. So you, you want to try to... We get a lot of people come in, for an example, oh, I want a half cabin. What do you want a half cabin? Oh... The grandkids might sleep in the boat or we might sleep in the might. boat. Might. Might. Okay. How often are you going to do that? Oh, maybe once a year. Well, what about the rest of the time when you're out enjoying the skiing and bits and pieces and you've got half of the boat that you can't use because it's a cabin? So you normally normally put can- canvas covers and biminis and clears and things like that. You take them off and go and have fun and then put them on to go and do your once a year and you've got a boat you can use. You're more user-friendly. Or be like a mate of mine. Yes. He's got a bow rider. Mm-hmm. And he's got a portable tent. Yeah. And he's got the fridge and the barbecue and all that on the boat. Yeah. Puts up the portable tent. Yeah, it's no problem. Absolute that. ripper. Yeah. 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 Sleep quite happily and comfortable. Yeah, look, there's ways around doing things, but buy something that you're going to use most of the time, not that you're going to do once in a blue moon. Yeah, yeah. And that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. And is is there. <laughs> I'm thinking of. Uh, what, what was that show? Um, Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Yes. If there are people who just want more power, more power, more power, and they're just wanting to go over the top for what the boat is really designed for or, or, or really needs for that matter. Well, you've got a maximum rating on a boat. We yeah. will not put a motor that's larger than that on a boat because it's not safe, it's dangerous, it'll end in tears. So, you, you know, if a boat's rated, and it's on the Australian builder's plate, if a boat's rated at 200 horsepower, that's it. Yeah. But it's, oh, yeah, but I want to get more horsepower. No, you can't. Buy a bigger boat. Yeah, but it's all right. No, it's not. <laughs> because insurance, um, longevity of the boat, it's just not worth the effort. Also, um, if you put too heavy an engine on, again, this relates to size normally, your centre of gravity in the boat comes too far aft. It doesn't want to get on the plane, doesn't want to behave itself. So you, there's a lot of factors involved, and there's a lot of calculations go into this to work out what you can put on a boat. And a boat that's 30 years old is not stronger than a new boat. No. The people say, oh, it's an old boat, it's been good 30 years old. Put that on. No. But it may be rated to you know, take a 250 horsepower, but it doesn't necessarily need a 250 horsepower. Normally anything from 70% of maximum horsepower... Is, is, is the number? Yeah, that's you know. If it's rated at two hundred, you've got an egg from one forty up to a two hundred. You're in the sweet spot. Yeah. So if you put in the put on a one forty a, it's it's more economically. Not necessarily. Depends, depends on how you're driving it and what you're doing load wise. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a one fifty or one seven five will be the real sweet spot type of thing that'll just get it up and do it all right. So, yeah, not necessarily minimum, not necessarily maximum. Somewhere somewhere in the middle. That's right. There's, look, there's di- a good tip. And the different motors, because we sell Yamaha and we sell Suzuki, so I think we kind of got the best brands. They're both Japanese. There's yeah. no problems. But in different horsepowers, one's better than the other. And in another horsepower, the other one's better than this one. Yeah. So it just depends. So you better have to sit down and have a chat. Why would that be? Oh, look, it's just different models. You've got to remember, too, um, every motor sold as uh, a 140, for instance. Um, there's what they call an ICAMIA rating, which is International Commission of Marine Industry Associations. And for a motor to be sold as 140 horsepower, it's got to be plus or minus 10%. Right, so not every 140 is going to be a 140. Can I have the one that's plus 10%, please? Well, that's it, exactly. 
So, you know, some 140s might be 128 horsepower. Another 140 might be 153 horsepower. So, and you'll see families of engines where you can get three different engines which are the same with different horsepower ratings. Um, a classic example of that was the old uh, 225 Evanroof Vindicator, which was sold in the late 90s. And the 225 and the 200, the difference in the motor was the decals on the side of the engine. That, that's it. Like they, they both fitted in that 200 to 225 horsepower. We said to the manufacturer, why are you charging us extra for the 225? No, no, no. We give you a discount on the 200. Okay. <laughs> so, it, but they were the same engines. Yeah. But one was sold as a two, one was sold as two two five, and it fits in the rules. So, talk to your marine dealer and do the right thing. Yeah. And, and you that, save money because there's a thousand dollars difference in cost of the engines. And that's what I'm getting at. I mean, the the our encyclopedia for everything now is Google, but Google's not always the best answer. Google doesn't always know things. Hmm. Uh, well, it, Google uh, Google does know things. It's, the problem is that there's a whole heap of people that put up falsities. That's well, what smudges it. Social media is never 100% correct. Yes. It's, it's an avenue for people to put a lot of misinformation out there. And you know, people that are keyboard warriors type of thing, there's no comeback on them for, for what they write or what they do. I was listening to Dave coming in. I was thinking, talk back radio. That was the first form of social media. That's yes, where everyone that's used right. to go yes. to whinge and complain. Yes. Uh, the catch was, nowadays you can post whatever you like on Facebook, whereas if you, you're in Dave and you think you're a lunatic for what you're saying, he'll tell you that. So you had opposition in the original social media. That's true too, yes, I agree. <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Bobby Dean. It is 19 minutes away from five. For over 70 years, John Law has been the steady heartbeat of the nation. His voice, Hello world. a familiar companion, has resonated through the years, touching hearts and leaving an indelible mark on the tapestry of Australian broadcasting. And in 2024, he'll continue to keep the dream alive. The Brittany Higgins compensation payout, this surely has got to be the subject of further questions from the federal corruption watchdog. An ordinary person like me, just speak to an extraordinary person like you, I'm a courier. I love my job, but it makes it much easier doing the job every day, getting up and listening to your program and listening to the people that are on there. Somebody asked, do you have any children? And I told them, yes, I have one that's just under two. And they said, I know how many one is. Thank you, Phil, I like that. John Lawrence returns Monday, January 29 on 2SM. For those high-rise and difficult-access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult-access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449-849. 949. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on zero four. 66 2SM 
has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 16 minutes away from five. Hopefully you get that warm feeling when you're dragging in some fish later on today. That'd be nice. A nice fish dinner tonight. It would be nice, actually. Mm-hmm. So, Bobby Dean, you been eating any fish lately? No, but I will tonight. Oh, okay. What are we going to catch today? No, I'm what I caught yesterday. Oh, what'd you catch? Trout. Oh, you've been out the bush. I am currently. Oh, where are you? Oberon. Okay. Coldest place on the planet. Actually, it's a balmy 15 degrees this morning. There you go. Yeah. Bit of broken cloud more more towards the east, but, you know, the west is clear. If you go out there 10 weeks' time, just move, move the decimal point left by one point, one digit. <laughs> oh, mate, I've been here and I've been snowed on, I've been frosted on on Christmas Eve and, you know, it's the Highlands, mate. That's right, that's right. But the fishing sounds is how it's all right? Uh, fishing here is exceptional. Right. Uh, everybody I talked to, there was three young guys on kayaks yesterday, yesterday morning. They come back in, they got a lot of fish on the troll. All caught relatively shallow, you know, around the two metre mark. Another couple of blokes and their kid went out and I, I actually caught a fish and handed it to them. And uh, they caught another four or five. But again, only fish in shallow. Okay. But uh, chatting to one of my mates, Doran, yesterday and... Uh, he come down and caught up. Oh, no, he's been donging it here. Two weeks ago, he got a four and a half kilo rainbow, so that's a cracking fish. Yeah, good fish. Yeah. And the condition of the fish is absolutely excellent. And not a sight of redfin. Okay. Uh, before Christmas, had the redfin roundup here, and there would have been a lot of anglers. Um, I know the previous couple of years, you know, they're getting a couple of thousand redfin. Well, I got 25. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, on the saltwater side, I got a mate down at Bendelong at the moment. His son was going to bring down his tinny to go out. And he told him, don't bother. I'm catching too many whiting off the beach. So he goes to get half a dozen worms, smaller worms. And when he runs out, that's enough. I'll do it again tomorrow. Okay. That's doing well. And uh, beaches further down than everybody. Uh, the rumour, it's still fishing well. Rim, a few whiting, and the old Mulloy. Made down there, he's been down there not least for a while. I think he's caught three off the beach now. On his, you know, whiting gear. But uh, he come up, port hacking, some really big rim on mullet strips, especially up the upper end around Grays Point and places like that. All the shallows. In front of Southwest Arm down to the Bell Seat and the, the flats around Lily Pilly, all holding good numbers of good size whiting. Um, Botany, Molino Point, Valley, Rim, a few other bits and pieces off the third runway, the same. You know, uh, just, just on a mix of baits. Okay. Now, the harbour's got some nice fish in it too especially around Rose Bay. People have been using the bay, depending on what side they fish, where the wind's coming from. So, yeah, um, only mates Louie is up in Brisbane Water yesterday taking his grandson out and uh, with his missus. And uh, he had 10 crabs, three floodies from 45 to 60, uh, a nice whiting, about 40, and uh, a rim about 33. So, and they... Uh, when I was talking, a young kid had a crab on the line, so they're doing well. Sounds good. Yeah, some fish around, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I'll head off here shortly. The road, the Geelong Caves Road is closed from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Oh, they're doing road work, are they? Oh, finally, you're around those bends <laughs> where the, the slippage was. Yeah. Uh, Normally, I would have gone out through sod walls, and uh, that apparently they're doing road work there, and the road's closed. So you've got to go further up the highway, come in the back way into Tarrant. So I'll be leaving here about 6-ish, go to, 
because they close it at Hampton at 7 a.m., so I want to get there about 6.30. Yep. And it's about a 20-odd kilometre run from Oberon. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, things are looking good. Ah, oh, some poor bugger lost a set of sunglasses off the boat ramp, apparently. Did I know, because I caught them. <laughs> you caught them. <laughs> Yeah. So you got a new pair of sunnies, right have you? in the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't look too bad. <laughs> Once they dried off, you can see the, you know, the green algae on them and the old snail eggs. And, oh, they've been know, there for a while. Yeah, okay. Oh, substantially. Yeah. yeah. Season or two. <laughs> so I'll just take them home and clean them up. A new project for you. Oh, something to do, mate. I say that because I posted a um, maritime um, picture. Yes, of, I thought that was your new project. <laughs> of a, uh, I, I put it up because I, I enjoyed the humour that Maritime had put into it. They had a photo of a yacht that was not looking so good. Uh, go and take a look on the uh, High Tide Facebook page if you haven't seen it. It was looking a little bit uh, secondhand, and they said, don't let your boat morph into a zombie vessel. Yeah, you know, it's, it's and have a bit of fun with it. And Mr. Dean puts up, is that your new project, Ray? <laughs> no, no, I've spent enough money on them. <laughs> well, these, happen. these things happen, Grant. You know, when you get <laughs> phone, mate, never let him opportunity go by. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You have a great day, Bobby. All right, you guys. Okay, right. see you, Bobby. Cheers, man. Bye. And a report he's talking about Naruma, the ocean hut, the complete angler down at 25 Graham Street at Naruma. In the lake down there, Flathead, Brim, Whiting, Trevally, Salmon, Taylor and Kingies. That sounds good, doesn't nice. it? Nice. The river, the uh, running tide, there still uh, is the best option there. The beaches, uh, Salmon, Taylor, Whiting, Brim and Flathead have been very good. The rocks, similar, Salmon, Taylor, Brim and some drummer. Uh, outside, there's plenty of marlin activity and dollies at the fads. At uh, bait schools are in close, so the fish will move there. And out at the island, a good run of reef species like snapper, moeys, kingies, and uh, the water's a good colour, so that's a nice thing. And they're open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and it's all frozen bait down at the Ocean Hut at Narimba. Narrabeen Bait and Tackle, 1469 Pitwater Road at Narrabeen. Pitwater, getting some dewies, some flathead, flounder, whiting, and brim. The beaches, uh, whiting and dewies, flathead, some dart as well, uh, brim, salmon, and tailor. On the rocks, Brim, Salmon and Taylor. Uh, offshore, Snapper, Bonito, Moe's, Kingies and um, Flathead at Monavale. And in the lake, Whiting, Flathead, Brim and Dewey's. Nice. So uh, some nice fish around. I'll stick with it, Harry's Bait and Tackle at um, 17 Clyde Street at Bateman's Bay. And in the river there, Whiting, Brim, Flathead, Dewey's. The Tea Wharf, uh, and that's a good spot, the Tea Wharf. It's right in the middle of town, but please don't leave a mess there. Um, it's been quite good. The rock walls have been okay down there. The beaches, um, uh, Long Beach has been the best place. There's some whiting, flathead and brim there. Rocks, tailor, salmon and brim. Outside, snappers, moeys and flathead. Inch close, still getting snappers and flathead there. And out wide, blue marlin and dolly. So there's some nice fish around the place. The That's moment. interesting there. So that the marlin, there's a bit of marlin around. I was just reading um, Ned Kelly Bait and Tackle's report from Jason Isaac and he said uh, the, the Golden Lua Game Fishing Tournament uh, it was all concluded. Now they did get some marlin but they were they were low in numbers. They were very scarce. They got the odd stripe um, and black at, were caught uh, along with some nice mahi-mahi. There was, yes. there was good mahi-mahi out there uh, but there, there were slim pickings for all of those. Uh, a few nice snapper um, were around as well. Uh, off the beaches, he says, as per the last couple of months, the red weed issue up there around yeah, Port Macquarie is still hardcore. But if you can get around that, there is some uh, tailor, whiting and brim about. Off the rocks, he says, a good tailor at the lighthouse and the odd uh, fish over around three kilos, which is nice. In the estuary, flathead again. Seems flathead are just absolutely everywhere yeah. and big monster ones too. Um, around the uh, upper Hastings, uh, along with a few brim, uh, whiting quite good around uh, Blackman's Point as well. So that's Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle, 42 Gordon Street, Port Macquarie. Beautiful part of the world, Port, isn't it? Yeah, it is It is a nice part of the world. Uh, Australian bass angler at uh, Penrith and up in Bat Street. There's plenty of bass being caught on worms, uh, on the Nepean cicadas, frogs uh, for bass as well. Uh, the bridge is up to Bar Point. Um, been good there. Hawkesbury, Wiseman's Ferry to the Mouth, Small Dewey's, Flathead at Wiseman's. 
Tomo's been okay. Lake Lyle's quiet. Um, could be closed. Now, interesting one. Uh, they made a comment that Marine Rescue in Queensland, if you run out of fuel, it's a $750 tow. Fair. Hmm. Fair. Don't run out of fuel. Hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if that's been substantiated or not, but... Um, yeah, don't run out of fuel in Queensland. I was thinking. I was, it's funny. I was thinking about that just last night. I was watching. I watched a crew. Uh, I, I won't. I won't say where from or to because it was on YouTube and people could find it. But they uh, went for their first sale, and they had an experienced guy on who was. Um, how can I put this? Um, an educator of sailing okay. uh, at, at a low level, but by the same token should have should have had enough experience to be able to do the passage that we're doing. And I'm looking at the boat and I'm looking at the lines and I'm thinking, You're kidding, you're not going to see in this, are you? Right. And I'm watching it on T V. They they lost their main, they ripped their Genoa and they ran out of fuel. Oh, treble. And they had to, the thing was though they didn't have a marine volunteer marine rescue. They had a, a tow boat come out and pick them up. And I thought, no Fair call, and I wonder how long it's going to be in Australia before these towboat companies... No, no, they're, they're there, sea tow and things like that. Yeah. But you pay a subscription and the tow's free. Yeah. But if you don't have a subscription, you could be paying $750. Yeah, and I, re- I think that's fair call. Yep. I think that's fair call. How much are the subscriptions, by the way? Do you I know? don't know. I don't know. You don't know because they're not going to be able to tow your boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble, actually. I got 45 seconds. I got in trouble off the police oh, six or seven years ago. We went out to uh, went out to watch Vivid uh, in the middle of uh, May, June, and uh, we had a problem with the gearbox. So I put the tender over the side and dropped the line off the back of the tender. So a little 3.4, so I've, got, I've got 20 metres behind 68 tonne, just puttering along with this, and the water police pulled up and said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I've got a problem with the gearbox. I'm just telling about the boots. He said, you can't tow that with that. I Why? Said, I am. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so he gives us a tow. But he was mostly, you can't tow that with it. I'm doing one knot with it. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I used to do it for a living. So I got a bit of an idea what's going yeah. on. This young cop wasn't very happy. <laughs> but I suppose, you know, you've got the experience many days. Look, we need to break for the news on the other side of that. I'm going to catch up with Steve Bowler and find out what he's up to. 2SM Super Network News. South Africa has launched proceedings against Israel in the United Nations International Court of Justice. South Africa have accused Israel of a genocide following their conduct in the war in Gaza. The first wind farm to be built in New South Wales in two and a half years has been approved by the state government. The 1,500 megawatt wind farm is being built in the New South Wales River Arena, set to power over 700,000 homes. Immediate, independent, unbiased. There are still 11,000 properties in Queensland without power after the storms on Christmas night. Acting Queensland Premier Cameron Dick says 92% of the services have been reconnected. A ban on disposable vapes is set to be implemented nationwide from March 1st. Ben Harris from Private Health Healthcare Australia says the federal government should be commended for moving to ban the harmful vapes, but it will take a sustained effort to protect Australians. 2SM Super Network News.